Welcome in to Home Field Advantage. My name is Will Highland and I am your host. Today is August 21st, 2021, and I hope you're having a great weekend wherever you may be across our great nation or our great land or however you may be listening whether it's on your phone on the way to work on Monday, whether it's in your backyard with a beverage, whether it's in your living room over a stereo or a fire stick or whatever the hell we do these days, I want to welcome you into the program. It's an exciting day on Home Field Advantage, partly because we'll be talking more NFL just like we did last week with the AFC, but primarily because... We have a big announcement to make on the program, and those of you who follow us on Instagram at HomeFieldPod, you might have already heard this announcement or seen this announcement when you were scrolling through your feed and endlessly like we all do these days. Um, but we have, we have a brand new program that is launching on September 1st. I almost forgot the date here. We're launching on September 1st, and it's going to be called The Morning Advantage. It will be a daily Instagram show that will air live at 7 a.m. on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays throughout the fall for the rest of 2021. But if you miss it live because you're on the way to work or you're still asleep or whatever you're doing, you can catch it anytime on demand through our Instagram platform. The best way to find us is to follow us on Instagram at HomeFieldPod, partly because you'll be getting some more content now with the Morning Advantage, and you'll be able to see my face. Because right now, in the weekend long-form podcast that we do, you just get to listen to me bloviate about sports for an hour, but you don't get to see my lovely face and my majestic beard. But in the future, when you watch the Morning Advantage, you'll be transformed and uh, transported, I should say, right into the lovely brain of Will Highland on a weekday morning. It's going to be really fun because on Mondays we'll be able to talk quickly about the football season or, you know, the, the games from the night and day before, some college football. During the week on Wednesday, we'll probably hit on some other topics around the world of sports. And then on Friday, we'll preview any big stories for the weekend and what we should be watching for. Uh, it won't be primarily NFL. Um, I, I sh- it will be primarily NFL, but it won't only be NFL. Uh, and then it won't be too long either. It will be no longer than 10 minutes. It's a nice, a quick little video you can watch. Um, I mean, the kids, they scroll through TikTok endlessly. So what's wrong with seeing me? So it, we're looking forward to it here at Sportland USA uh, and, you know, at Home Field Advantage. And we hope you will as well. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Uh, it's going to be wicked awesome, uh, and we're looking forward to it. Elsewhere uh, in in our world, we're definitely getting ready for the football season. You know, I've been watching some Premier League. I've been watching some baseball. Uh, you know, I've been watching some golf. I played golf this morning. Um, but but what's really uh, what's really happens right in the fall is the NFL season. That's what. That's what we care about. That's what we do. Uh, sports fans, I mean, you'd be hard-pressed to find a sports fan, even the most casual sports fan, that doesn't have some minute in, uh, interest in the NFL. And, you know, I, I don't mean to gener- generalize, but I do think this is the 
cream of the crop uh, is NFL Sundays for sports fans. And part of that we talked about last week when we previewed the AFC, right? Like the AFC, any given Sunday, I know that's a huge cliche, but any given Sunday, something uh, will you know, something could happen. Something will surprise you in the NFL. And we 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 mentioned last week on the show that the, the AFC is wide open, right? We talked about all the different teams that could make a push at the playoffs. Uh, but we also said that ultimately it's the Kansas City Chiefs and Buffalo Bills conference to lose. Uh, and, and that will have a lot of uh, pull on, on, on that conference is w- what those two teams look like. In the NFC, now as we preview that conference, it's sort of a similar story, but I actually think the conference in the NFC is less competitive, and here's why. We have a balance of power in the NFC. For the past, I don't know, 10 years, 8 years, much like we had in the AFC with like Brady, Big Ben, Peyton, We had a big balance of power in the NFC for years. Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, those three quarterbacks, their teams, they were like guaranteed a playoff berth every year, right? You know, you had even at Eli, like the, I know, I know like back in the, like the Giants, it didn't end well for him there, you know, in terms of performance on the field. But I mean, 10 years ago, you know, they hung around. You had the Cowboys with Tony Romo. They hung around. So the NFC sort of had this hierarchy, right? You even had the years where, like, Cam Newton's Panthers made a run. Or, you know, that was sort of an, that was sort of a uh, off, off, uh, off the, off the grid season, right? That was a weird season in the NFC. But as I said last week, every single year you had a new champion. But even with that, there was this balance of power in the AF, in the NFC, excuse me, that revolved around Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, and potentially another quarterback. And it was usually that other quarterback in his team that would play spoiler, whether it be Colin Kaepernick's Niners, Cam Newton's Panthers, etc. But now we don't have that balance of power, or at least it doesn't exist like it used to, because Drew Brees is out. That leaves a huge vacuum, and it appears as if Tom Brady switching conferences and joining the Buccaneers has filled that gap. And so now you have this new landscape where, look, Russell Wilson, I don't know if he likes it in Seattle or what, but he was complaining earlier on in the offseason, at least to somebody, in order for that report to get out that he had a trade list, right? Aaron Rodgers, we know what's going on in Green Bay. The Packers obviously want to keep him. He is the bridge to Jordan Love, but he's also one of the best quarterbacks in the league. He's an MVP candidate every single year. But he doesn't want to play in Green Bay. It's clear. So now you have a little bit of a rift there. You know, then you have Brady in Tampa, which they're the defending Super Bowl champions, but I mean... He's also getting old, you know, like, he's not going to be around forever. I I know it's hard for us to wrap our minds around that. But this balance of power in the NFC among quarterbacks is really threatened. 
It's not like the AFC where you have young quarterbacks ascending. We don't have Josh Allens or Lamar Jacksons in this conference, per se. Uh, Dak Prescott, he's coming off an injury. You know, there's a lot going on in the NFC that's really threatening this balance of power. And so you might say, okay, well, that means that it's, that means that it's just as competitive as the, as the AFC. I don't believe it is. And here's why. The NFC, because of the lack of the balance of power, means that there's pretty much two or three teams that have a shot at going to the Super Bowl. Because that, that power balance that we had for 10 years where no one really had a stronghold in the conference, uh, in the playoffs... Sure, we had those, you know, all those big name quarterbacks, but they sort of like cannibalized each other. And so at the end of the day, we were kind of just, it was like whatever came out of the washing machine was who you're having and represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. Now that that's threatened, I'm looking at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Seattle Seahawks, potentially Green Bay if they can get their act together. But the team I'm really focused on is the Rams, all right? And we're going to talk a lot about the NFC West because I think that's the catalyst for the whole conference. But I'm talking about the Rams right now. The Rams are a team that is two and a half years removed from a Super Bowl berth where, let's face it, they only lost to the Pats by 10 points. I mean, yeah, they only scored three, but I mean, that was not a blowout Super Bowl by any means. Uh, they had a quarterback in Jared Goff who was never going to bring them to the promised land in terms of winning them a Super Bowl. He could get them there. But they're never going to get beyond there. They're never going to win a Super Bowl with Jared Goff. Now they have Matt Stafford. And th- th- this team is not at all about its quarterback, which I find refreshing. Because now they bring in Matt Stafford. He's been there. He's done that in the regular season in terms of statistics. He's a strong performer. He doesn't really screw up that often. He pl- but he played in a dome. right? He had Calvin Johnson early on in his career. You know He's had other good receivers. Golden Tate. Uh, players like that. Um, but now, now you have... Now you have him in the team with talent, right? Like the the LA Rams have talent. They are probably the most well-rounded team in the NFC besides the Buccaneers. It's pretty hard not to call the Buccaneers the most round, well-rounded team when they bring back essentially their entire starting lineup from Super Bowl championship. But the LA Rams have... Fantastic defense. They got playmakers on the offensive side of the ball. They drafted speedy receivers. As Colin Coward likes to say, they need to go get cheap, quick points. And that's what they did. They brought in a guy with a big arm who's playing in a dome, who airs it out. They're playing in a new stadium, climate controlled. They got young, fast receivers. They got an elite defensive line led by Aaron Donald. They have an elite corner, Jalen Ramsey. They have strong special teams, right? Like they're not a they're not a team that makes a lot of mistakes in special teams. 
They're a young, fast, hungry team with a veteran quarterback who has something to prove. That is a recipe for strong performances down the stretch, right? Like when there's something, when the cards are on the table, that is a recipe for when it hap- when it comes to January and you're playing the Seahawks or the Cardinals at home and you need a win. Matt Stafford is not going to puke all over himself. Now, I know people are like, what do you mean? He plays for the Lions. He never won a play. Whatever. He's just not that kind of, he doesn't do that. You know, he's not Kirk Cousins. You know, he's not (laughs) Peyton Manning sometimes, right? Even Peyton Manning did that. He's not Cam Newton, right? Like Cam Newton doesn't really perform in the playoffs when he's been given the chance. So Matt Stafford has a chip on his shoulder. He has something to prove. He's going to a new city. People don't really believe in him. No one really has. So that's a recipe for a team that's hungry and a team that smells blood in the water. Issue is, they play in a really strong NFC West. I liken this team to like the 2012 Ravens, right? Like they played in a tough division. That was the peak of the Bengals' uh, regular season success, if you can even call it that, right? Andy Dalton. He's balling out. He's got A.J. Green. They're winning games in the regular season. Obviously, you've got Big Ben, the Steelers. They're winning games. And the Ravens, what do the Ravens do? The Ravens take a, not an old quarterback, not as old as Stafford is now, but they take a guy, Joe Flacco, got something to prove. They take an older team with experienced defensive players, much like the Rams, Ray Lewis, Holodi Nada, Ed Reed, you know, Terrell Suggs. They take that team and they beat the Pats, they beat the Broncos, they beat uh, Kaepernick's Niners in the Super Bowl. They They had young, speedy receivers. They had older receivers too. They had Anquan Bolden, Jacoby Jones. So I look at this Rams team and I say, all right, they're in a tough division. Seattle, I just mentioned them. Seattle, anytime you got Russ playing for you, just let him cook, right? He's going he's gonna to give them a chance to get to the postseason and win games, right? But the Rams beat that last year. The Rams played a quarterback who I can't even remember his name. Now they got Matt Stafford. Then you look around and you say, all right, Kyler Murray, he's really good. Yeah, but are they hungry? Are the Arizona Cardinals hungry? Did they scare you? I'm not afraid of that running game. Not really. Passing games, all right. Yeah, Kyler Murray's cool. He's, but is he going to beat you in January? At SoFi Stadium with the game on the line against Matt Stafford and that big defense? I don't think so. Then you, you want to say the San Francisco 49ers, right? They're, they're, they're a couple years removed from Super Bowl too. But what do they have to prove? They have something to prove too. So it's really, it's the Rams and the 49ers. 49ers, Jimmy Garoppolo, Matt Stafford. 
I don't know. We'll see. I, I look at the 49ers, I'm like, what? Are, they don't have a plan, right? Like, the Rams have a plan. The Rams said, we're selling our draft capital. We're going all in. We're going to draft. Yeah, the draft picks that we do have, we're going to get receivers. We're going to build around Matt Stafford. We're going to go all in. What the hell are the 49ers doing? They're a couple of years removed from the Super Bowl, just like L.A. They go out there, they draft Trey Lance, right? Like, don't get me wrong, Trey Lance is talented. He's playing a handful of games in FCS, right? He's got all the tools, but they, I, know, I know he's not going to be their starter, but, like, that's what they did. That's what they saw as a need. They're all, Jimmy Garoppolo brought them to a Super Bowl a year and a half ago. Yet, yes, they had a great defense, but Jimmy Garoppolo game managed his way to a Super Bowl. And they, they're getting a new quarterback. So you have the Rams, right? The, that division, like I said, it's the catalyst. It is stacked. Any single, every single one of those teams could make a run at the NFC crown. But I look at the Rams and I say that is a team that is hungry. They have a good coach. They have a young uh, offense. They have some injury problems. I'm not, you know, Cam Akers, not, that's, that situation is not great, right? So, you know, I, that's not gonna, that's not going to, you know, help them offensively, um, you know, that he tore his Achilles and is going to miss the, miss the entire season. But elsewhere, I like, I like the Rams. I think the Rams are going to push. I think the Rams are going to win that division. I think they have balls. I think they want it. I think they're hungry. The rest of the conference, relatively weak. I mean, sure, the North, you've got, I mean, the Bears, what are they going to be? They got Justin Fields, and they're talking about starting Andy Dalton, all right? Look, I know, Andy Dalton, he wants that job, right? He talked about it. He said, yeah, Justin Fields, he's going to have a good career, but it's my job now. I, I, I don't know what the Bears are going to be, right? We just don't know what the Bears are going to be. Uh, Kyle, uh, excuse me, not Kyler. Justin Fields could be awesome. He probably will be. But are they going to play him this year? Is he going to be a factor for them? I don't know. I'm not, not worried about the Lions, Vikings, eh, Kirk Cousins. I mean, he's good. That they have a strong offense. Dalvin Cook, he's awesome. I don't really know what to expect from them. I don't even think I don't. I don't know who they're. I mean, they have the Jefferson, right? The the pass catcher, the receiver. There, he's awesome. They've got a great offense, but I don't know. Are they going to hold up? Are they going to Are they going to be a factor? Are they going to? Avoid losing games that they shouldn't lose. Vikings don't. Vikings aren't necessarily known to to do that. They usually lose the games they need to win. So I don't know what to expect from the Vikings. All right, then, then you got the Packers. Like, is Aaron Rodgers? Is he gonna mentally check out again? I think they could be. Obviously, they got Devontae Adams. They got a decent young defense that I know about. I mean, I don't watch a lot of Packer games, but. Packers, they, they could make a push, but it's like, then you go to the East and you're like, all right, Washington football team, who's going to be their quarterback? Is it going to be Taylor Heineke or Ryan Fitzpatrick? I, I mean, that division is like fool's gold. Like, what are you going to, 
you can, it's anyone's division, but if you win that division, you're going to probably be the fourth seed. Going to go on the road, lose to Tampa or L.A. That doesn't sound fun. So, I don't know. It. I don't know what to make of the rest of the conference. I mean, even in the South, right? Like the Falcons. Cool, they got Kyle Pitts. They dropped, you know, they dropped uh, Julio Jones. He's he's a Titan now. But, I mean, what what are the Falcons going to be? Like, you just don't know. Like, there's just question marks all over the NFC, right? The AFC, you can use that logic and say, well, I don't know what they're going to be, but they're going to be competitive. I can't say that about some of these NFC teams. Like, am I supposed to stand around to pretend that the Panthers are going to be anything with Sam Darnold or, like, that team? Like, I I don't know what that team is. Like, it used to be, okay, got Cam Newton, they got Luke Keekley, they got Greg Olson, they're going to win with good defense and situational offense. That, I don't know, can they do that with Sam Darnold? I have no idea. All right, and then obviously the, the champions, right, the Buccaneers. They brought back all their starters. They're they're loaded. But like, I hate to say it, but is Tom Brady going to be good? Like, I, I think so, right? Like 20 years have told us, yeah, but he could he could get injured. He could get hurt. He's a 44-year-old man. Whether or not, whether or not we want to admit it or not, he is. That could happen. I mean, <laughs> I get sore after nine holes of golf. And I'm like... 20 years younger than him. So I, I'm i also not a pro athlete, but like, is Tom, is, should we expect the moon from the Buccaneers just because they did it last year and they got hot? I don't know. How much longer can you keep that thing together? But ultimately, they are the team to beat, right? Like, even with that question mark, do you want to bet against them? I don't. They're, they're hungry. They want more. Brady wants more. Arians, he loves it. This is like a retirement gig for him. It's awesome. It's like he coaches Tom Brady. They got Byron Leftwich. They got good coaches around him. They got elite talent all over wherever you look. I mean, Antoine Winfield Jr., you know, Devin Wright. I mean, you just, Devin White, you just look around and you're like, damn, that team is ready. So even with that question mark around health or whatnot, I mean, Everyone faces health, right? Any any star quarterback could get hurt. So maybe I'm less worried about... Maybe I'm less worried about... Uh, about what Brady will look like, uh, you know, at age 44. Considering that I'd rather have Tom Brady at age 44 than Sam Darnold at 24. So you look around that division, you're like, okay, the Buccaneers, right? The Saints, they got Jameis, they got Taysom Hill. They don't know what the hell they're doing either. Like... Who's, who's going to quarterback? Like, you're not, I'm sorry, but you're not going to win 12, 13 games with Taysom Hill or James Winston. You're going to take a step back, right? You lose a Hall of Fame quarterback, Drew Brees. You're going to take a step back, and that's okay. That's all right. They'll, they'll probably compete. All right. Anyway, there's a lot going on. The Eagles, Jalen Hurts, he's young. They got young receivers. They, they got a young team. They're rebuilding they're retooling. That's anyone's division. You know, the Giants, what the hell are they going to be? They got really talented receivers, good offense. Saquon's coming back. Not a lot of huge defensive playmakers that I can think of immediately, but 
They could be a factor in that division. They could play spoiler. Cowboys, Dak's coming back from injury. What are they going to be? Is Amari Cooper going to show up? Where's Zeke? Is he going to get hurt? Like, what's their defense going to look like? It's getting old. Like, There's a lot going on there, right? So, by and large, we look at the West and we say the West, that is the, that is the catalyst of the whole conference. What is the NFC West going to be? Who is going to... Is it going to be uber competitive? Are the Cardinals, Rams, uh, Niners, and... and uh, oh my gosh, I'm losing it here. Seahawks, sorry. Are those four teams, are they, are they going to all compete for the division? Or are two of them going to compete for the division? I think it's going to be the Rams and Seahawks. Uh, I think the Cardinals will you know, push at a wild card berth, much like they did last year. Um, they could take off, though. Cardinals, they... I don't really believe in their big game ability because they're so young and they're so inexperienced and they have an inexperienced coach in, at this level. But they could, they could do it. So it's really, it's the NFC West and the Bucks versus the field. That is the NFC. There's, I, I can't see, like sure, the Packers, the Cowboys, maybe the uh, Eagles. Like, someone could emerge, but I look around and I'm like, yep, it's pretty much... The NFC West, the Buccaneers versus the field. And of the NFC West, like I said, there's probably only two or two teams. So going way back to the beginning of the conversation, this balance of power, it went from, okay, this year it could be the Panthers, next year it could be the Saints, year after it could be the Niners, then it could be the Packers, like, you know, or the Eagles, right? Like that doesn't, that's not going to be the case. This year, I think we're kind of looking at the same playoff picture as last year and the same sort of teams battling for the uh, battling for the uh, NFC NFC crown. I mean, if you just look at the past couple NFC title games, I mean, dating back a couple of years now, it's been all over the place. You know, 2017 Falcons and and uh, it was the Falcons and the. Cowboys or no the Falcons Packers yeah yeah Falcons Packers Falcons win that game so you had Atlanta following year you had Philly Philly beat Minnesota then the year after you had the uh, Rams Rams beat the Saints year after that you had uh, the Niners beating the Packers and last year you had the the Bucks so like every year there's somebody different but I think this year it's probably going to be Tampa. Los Angeles playing in the NFC title game. And that's going to be a hell of a game. Whether it's in uh, the Raymond James Stadium uh, in Tampa or whether it's at SoFi Stadium in LA, it's going to be awesome. So I think that that is the matchup we're looking at. Looking at Buccaneers versus Rams. Looking at the opportunity for uh, the opportunity for the Buccaneers to uh, give it another shot uh, and go for the repeat. Uh, if anyone could repeat, it's been Tom Brady. He goes to Super Bowl about as often as you know the sun rises and sets. So I think I think that's where I'm looking at. I think I'm looking at the Buccaneers and the Rams in the NFC Tell game. I, I I'm not gonna make a pick right now, but I think I'll 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 take the home team. Whoever's hosting that game, they're gonna win it. And uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be sexy. It's gonna be fun. Uh, 
And normally I wouldn't put my cards in on someone like Matt Stafford, but I think he's hungry. I think this change of scenery is going to help him. Uh, he he's not a he's not a uh, quarterback who you know pees down his leg in the playoffs. It's just because he hasn't really been given the opportunity to, but he just doesn't strike me as that kind of guy. He's kind of Joe average, right? But sometimes your average Joe they get hungry. You know they get. They get determined. And then suddenly they do great things. So I'm high on the Rams this year. I'm low on the Packers. Could be wrong. Man, I'm not saying the Packers can't do it. They could do it. But something doesn't seem right up there in Green Bay. So for that, for that reason, I'm going with the Rams over the Packers to play Tampa in the NFC title game. And uh, it will be a fun season. It will be a fun season for sure. All right, now let's do the daily cancellation, or at this point, it's really the weekly cancellation or the monthly cancellation, because I do not do it as often as I used to. And and this comes on the heels of next week, we're doing the fantasy football preview, all right? Uh, And then we'll probably talk some baseball next week, too, because we haven't talked baseball in a while. Uh, (laughs) Partly because all those pennant races I talked about, they're a lot more they're a lot more hot than they used to be, and it's partly because the Red Sox, speaking about peeing down their leg, that's what they've been doing for about a month. And if you've watched any of my recent videos, I encourage you to go hear my thoughts about them. Um, so because of that, we'll probably focus on some our fantasy football preview because I've had some friends ask me if I'm going to do that, and I've never done I've never done anything like that before. I usually hold my cards pretty close to my chest when it comes to fantasy football. Um, I'll probably record it and then not tell my friends that I recorded it. Hopefully, you know, or I could just give fake advice. And then when we get to our league, I do everything opposite of what I said I might do. And well, we'll see. I want, I do want to keep people guessing, but next week we'll do a fantasy football preview. That being said today, I'd like to cancel those people who religiously explain their fantasy team to, to someone who doesn't care. All right. And look, I'm guilty of doing this. I do this all the time. I've done this, I did it <laughs> frequently in college. You know, you're watching a game with your buddies. Someone scores, you're like, oh, yeah, I got him on my team. Or, oh, oh, he's on my bench. I decided to go with this other guy. I went with him. No one cares. All right? Like, especially, okay, especially if that person isn't in your league or they're not matched up against you on that particular week. Like, Here's the thing. If someone wants to have a fantasy football conversation with you, they'll have a fantasy football conversation with you. You know, I have a guy. He's sort of related to me at this point, And we talk fantasy football all the time. You know, I have another guy who's... Uh, he's married to my wife's cousin. Um, we talk fantasy football all the time. You know, and then the other guy who I mentioned, he's also usually a part of those conversations. But, like... There's a mutual understanding that we want to talk about fantasy football. So I think I think there's a time and place for everything, right? <laughs> so some people, if they want to have a fantasy football conversation with you, they'll have it. But I guess what we really need to avoid is those people who simply just religiously explain their fantasy football team to every single onlooker. We all know that person. Doesn't matter if that person's in their league, out outside their league, in 
are they matched up against them? Do they even play themselves? People just sometimes, they, they explain it to every single onlooker as if everyone wants to know what their team is doing. And sometimes people just don't care. I might care because I like it. I mean, hell, I'm talking about it next week. So I like it. But some people just don't care. And I might be the pot calling the kettle black here. But for those of you who religiously explain your fantasy football team to even the most casual bystander, you are effectively canceled. All right. So that does it for today's episode of Home Field Advantage. I really hope you enjoyed the program today as we talked about the NFC and our announcement at the beginning. Uh, it's been really fun talking, um, talking to you all this summer, and I'm really looking forward to the fall ahead as we continue to uh, dissect all of the biggest topics in sports. Uh, if you want to hear more from us, please follow us on Instagram at homefieldpod and on Twitter at sportlandusa and at homefieldpod there as well. Uh, you can catch our new show starting September 1st, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Friday mornings. Uh, it will air live, but it will also be available for playback. That would be awesome too. And if you really like this podcast, please subscribe, leave a review, give us a rating, preferably a good one, and tell your friends. It's awesome. Um, and share, share it with your friends and encourage them to come on over. That would be much appreciated. Uh, but until next time, I hope you have a great rest of your week. My name is Will Highland, and this has been Home Field Advantage. If you liked this podcast, please subscribe on your favorite provider, including Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. And if you want to make Home Field Advantage part of your weekly routine, check out our sister program, The Morning Advantage, with new episodes on Instagram TV every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, starting September 1st. Home Field Advantage and The Morning Advantage are presented by Sportland USA. And opinions shared in them do not reflect those of any other company, outlet, person, or entity.